149th episode of The Week with Roger, a conversation between analysts about all things telecom, media, and technology from Recon Analytics. I'm Don Kellogg, and with me as always is Roger Entner. How are you doing, Roger? I'm good. So, Roger, this week we're talking streaming. Most folks may not know that in addition to tracking broadband and wireless usage, we also keep an eye on the streaming platforms, both in terms of adoption, but also what proportion of, of folks have access via paying, borrowing, bundling, and satisfaction, right? So we have a lot of different ways that we can look at streaming. What are you seeing in the world of streaming? Well, what I'm seeing is that streaming is a lot less or has become less important to to the mobile providers, right? But still, Verizon is, with its new plans, double down on streaming, T-Mobile as streaming, it's only AT&T, and it didn't really do much negatively dropped out of streaming. But what, what's really interesting is the difference between paid, borrowed, and bundled. There's a, a lot of hoopla around, oh, we need to cut down on borrowed passwords. Our colleague, you know, Jay Cockridge, you know, found a very nice quote from 2017 from Netflix that love is sharing a password, right? <laughs> that love gone cold. Right, right. And it's not even the seven-year itch yet, right? But what we find in our data, it's not, in my opinion, not that bad. 17% of Netflix customers over the last three months, we interviewed, you know, about, 25,000 or so, borrowed their password for Netflix, roughly the same number for Disney Plus and HBO Max. Everybody else is slightly below that. But these are people who very often will go and, and, and pay. Right now, with, with Netflix clamming down, right, what we're seeing is like the number is com- slightly coming down. Some are paying and others are just not watching, right? Because it's not that awesome. You know, and the, and the differences, what we see is like, we also measure net promoter score for every one of our streaming providers. And Netflix has the highest NPV, which I was surprised because typically we say like HBO and HBO Max is like the quality provider, but they're like two to four points below. And you know, Netflix is like in the low 30s and HBO Max is like just hitting 30, 30, 31, 29. Now, that's a lot better than Peacock, which is like in the single digits, right? Which is a lot better than your favorite topic, right? Apple TV. Well, the thing that's interesting about Apple TV is that you can very easily get it bundled with any new Apple device for about six months. Some of the carriers offer free trials of it as well. It just never has really gotten off the ground in terms of, you know, in addition to, you know, tracking satisfaction, we also ask what proportion of folks plan to cancel versus plan to add. Since we've been tracking this, we have not seen a positive indicator for growth for, for Apple TV. They keep on having to kind of give it away for a period of time, and then people don't keep it. Yeah, and a quarter of the viewership is getting it through bundling, right? Right, right. So I view it as, you know, there there are definitely some some good shows on 
on Apple TV, you know, Ted Lasso, there's some good prestige movies, things of that nature. But I think they're still working on their catalog. And certainly when you look at what Netflix or Disney Plus has available, or even Max with the combination of Discovery and the HBO catalogs, there's a lot more just volume of things to watch there, right, than there is on Apple TV. Yeah, well, the difference is, right, a movie studio or a content provider providing content and a device manufacturer providing content. Yeah, also the largest company in the whole planet, three trillion, right? So I, I don't think we have to treat Apple with kid gloves here. I mean, they're they're a big boy company, and they 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 can do this on their own too, right? So yeah, and they have you know the former HBO CEO Plepler, who who is a really gifted person to to find blockbuster content. The other thing that I find very interesting in our numbers is that. ESPN Plus has consistently a negative net promoter score. Consistently. I mean, do you watch ESPN Plus? Outside of a bundle, 30% of people are getting it in a bundle, and that's usually in conjunction with Hulu and Disney. Disney, Hulu and Disney. ESPN Plus, from an incremental value perspective, as somebody who, who consumes content there, I think is not... So particularly on a standalone basis, not that great. ESPN still gets the highest rate from a cable provider or from like YouTube Plus. It's like the most expensive channel or channel combination. And for some people, it's really, really important. And for a lot of people, it's not. They get from the content providers. Last number, I saw like like 7 or $8, right? Over the total subscriber base. They would have to charge like 20 bucks, if not more, to get that from their from their fan base. Well, I mean, I think I think the, the RSNs and video and everything else is a separate topic. But, uh, you know, as as everybody starts begins to take their their sports into, you know, kind of their own independent streaming platforms, I think we'll see. I mean, the business model for regional sports networks is already falling apart, but I think we'll see that accelerate. And I, I think ESPN is not immune from that as well but we'll see what's also very interesting is is like the bundling strategy with disney hulu espn and we see it in the bundling numbers what what we're keeping a close eye on is like how hbo hbo max discovery plus all of this stuff with the brand confusion that comes in of how that that comes together. It's going to be very interesting because according to our numbers, the streaming service with the highest number of percentage of paid customers is actually Amazon Prime, which is also a function of the extremely high penetration of Amazon Prime, right? As we we could see from, from Prime Day and everything, it's like, I would estimate like, 70% 70% of households have it. And that also comes through. But what's interesting is the numbers that we see is there's a substantial lower number of people that say they have Amazon Prime, right? We see about, you know, about 60% of our respondents say they have Amazon Prime. And I think Amazon Prime 
Well, sixty percent say Amazon Prime Video, and we think like what more like seventy five percent have Amazon Prime. On the other hand, what's really interesting is like one of the lowest numbers of paid is HBO Max, because partially it's a very high bundled rate still to this day, right? Yep. Well, as an AT and T Fiber customer, I'm I'm grandfathered in with a bundled yeah Max subscription. There are a lot of, a lot of folks out there with a similar situation. So it will be interesting to see. All right, we'll keep an eye on it. Thanks, Roger. Absolutely. Talk to you later.